Oh, thanks. Um, well, why not, you know? Why not pray? Um, I just want to read that psalm that um, Ali shared um, because it excites me. Um, just these couple of verses. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Like, that's why we pray. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I can sit down now. Like, God is incredible. What an incredible God, and what an incredible cross that Jesus made a way for us to communicate with our Heavenly Father. Um, I'm so excited by prayer. I'm so excited by um, the journey of prayer that we can go on together um, through Furnace and through this gathering. Um, and the prayer life of our church and how we can invest in the people who lead our church and invest in ourselves as we are the church and the body of Christ as we go out into the world through prayer. Um, so yeah, for my little talk, I did a bit of mini research because I like to know what other people think. Um, so I asked my colleagues at Tear Fund, which is a Christian organization, um, why they pray. And I'm just going to read out a few to give you a little taste, and maybe a few will resonate with you as well. Uh, to encounter God, to reconnect and find peace, to thank God and ask for his intervention and help, to work through my immense shopping list of things that I'd like God to do or prevent, to say sorry, to complain about things I don't like, I like that one, <laughs> to ask about things I don't understand, to be in God's presence, to intercede about injustice and suffering, because I believe God cares and can intervene, and he often does. To leave painful things at his feet, to get a sense of his will and how to pray, to talk to him about what's going on, and to build relationship or intimacy with God, to just share with him what's on my heart. And I don't know if there's a particular one that strikes you from that, but I've picked a couple because I feel like there were some themes going on there. Um, the first is that we can often treat prayer like we're a consumer. Um, and it reminded me of just going into the supermarket and I've got my mental shopping list of what I need. And I'm not even... I, sometimes I barely even remember going. I just run in. Sometimes I've got my headphones on. I just dash in quickly in between like the 400 other things we're doing in that day. And I pick up the things, and I might have forgotten something because I don't write them down. I just have them in my head, which is a bad idea, by the way. Um, and, and then I go to the self-service checkout because, you know, people, I don't want to have to do that whole talking to people thing. Um, and then I just run off, and I'm done. I pay for the stuff first, by the way, to see. <laughs> Missed that part. Um, but sometimes, you know, we can... We can treat God a bit like that, and we can treat prayer a little bit like that. And we're doing so many other things in the day that we just rush in, dash, dash to God. Oh, boom, boom, boom. I need all these things. Help me, help me, help me. Love you. Bye. And it's like rushed and busy and consumerist. And we're good at consuming because we've been taught how to do that really well. Um, but I think we need to maybe challenge ourselves, while well, this is certainly something I've had to challenge myself on, um, how I can become less task-oriented and more relationship-oriented, how I can do relationship before I do all the other jobs in my life, and that's something that's really challenged me 
um, in work, actually. And I kind of approached my job with, like, I have all this stuff to do and to achieve in the day, and I want to take it off as quickly as I possibly can and then go home and do my life. Actually, like Tier Fund in particular, is a really relational way, place to work. People love chatting. They want to get to know each other first, which I was like, why are we bothering with all this chat? Like, can we just get on with our jobs? But actually, our work is so much more effective when we just know each other a bit and we just get on and we just have a chat first. And then it's actually quite countercultural in, in our society. So just take time and just be still and be with people and not have to just rush through all the stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, that's something we can take into our prayer. Um, moving on. Because, because God calls us to partner with him. And uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced unanswered prayer. I certainly have. And it can be tough. And I don't know the answers to all of this, <laughs> obviously. Um, and I've only got like five minutes, so let's not go too deeply into that. But I do think that some of our unanswered prayer can be because we come to God with a checklist of things that we need and we forget that he's actually asked us to partner with him in, and we are a part of the answer. Um, even in Genesis, <clears throat> Genesis 1, God created mankind in his own image. And then in Genesis 2, he says, Now the Lord God had formed out of, all, out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So from the beginning of creation, God has asked us to be a part of his great plan for the world. And that's sort of quite scary. I find that a bit scary. I'm like, I'm not ready. But that's where prayer comes in. Like Prayer equips us. It makes us more like, more like Christ. It makes us more able to do the things that God has called us to do. He equips us to be his hands and feet in the world, to shine his light, to see the sick healed, to call out injustices, to speak truth to power. And yeah, Jesus did this. Jesus did all these things. And don't we just long to be more like Christ, the Son of God? Jesus, Jesus spoke world, the world into being. Jesus sustains everything that lives. And he felt the need to pray. In his human state, he just he knew he needed prayer to sustain him and to enable him to do all that God was calling him to do. He prayed out loud for others, and he retreated to quiet places to pray alone. He cried out to God to deliver him from death, which is a request that the Father did not grant. He firmly believed in the power of prayer. And he believed in an eternal God who hears us and knows us and wants what is good for us. And when Jesus prayed, you could do like a whole sermon series probably on the prayer life of Jesus. Um, when he prayed, he prayed and amazing things happened. He saw incredible things. I don't know, you can probably just pick a few in your mind right now. But, you know, Lazarus, like he healed the sick. He saw people come to salvation, he forgave people's sins. He showed people what it was like to have restored relationship with God. And I, I, that's, isn't that what you want? <laughs> that's just so much what I hunger for. I just want to see the world restored to God. Like, how can you imagine 
we would have no other issues. Like everyone's raving on at the moment about climate change and it's like the most pressing issue for us to address in our lifetime. No, it's not. No, no, the restoration of mankind to God is the most pressing issue for the church in our lifetime. But prayer is a bit hard, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes. Um, I find it really difficult to find time. That's the main thing. Um, and I challenged myself recently. I, I went through my day like a regular day, whatever that means, but you know, <laughs> like a normal routine, if you like. And I tried to find the gaps in the day that I had a choice with what I did with that time. It wasn't like I have to work. It wasn't I have to do put the kids to bed. It wasn't I have to do this. It was, you know, like for me, it's after the kids are in bed. It's about 8 p.m. Like the house is a state and it's just not very fun to look at. But, and I need to cook dinner and it's all the preparing for the next day and all the kind of normal boring things. But I have a choice in that moment whether I commit to say to God, okay, two minutes, I'm just going to sit down. I'm not going to look at anything around me because it stresses me out. And I'm just going to be before you in stillness and in quiet. And I think there is something so precious about even those two minutes. And it might become five if it's a good day. Um, that we just have that choice in our days. And I think sometimes we say, I don't have the time, I'm so busy, I can't find time anywhere. But I want to actually just throw out this challenge, like find those two minutes. I'm sure at some point you can find a gap where you can choose to just say, that can wait. This is important. I need to connect with my Heavenly Father. I need to draw from the source that will sustain me. I need to fill up from the well of living water so that I can pour out, so that I can overflow in the rest of my life. And uh, even the disciples asked for help. They asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And I'm just going to finish with this um, verse from the message version, um, just before the Our Father from Matthew 6. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there, simply and honestly, as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his peace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. He knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. So bearing in mind that simplicity that Jesus encourages us to pray with and the vulnerability and honesty that he encourages us to bring before our Heavenly Father. I just want to give us a couple of minutes to be in complete silence, which you might find incredibly awkward and just embrace the awkwardness. Um, before God, just let us be before God. And if you are one of those people like me who can find that kind of thing really difficult, like I, I either get really awkward or... 
I have like a billion and one things going around my head and I just cannot turn my brain off and there is no chance of me experiencing the presence of God. So I just want to share this really simple visual with you which has actually really helped me to just still myself um, before God. Um, so if you just shut your eyes and we'll just say, thank you Holy Spirit for your presence. And just imagine, set before you as a glass of water and you've been carrying it around and there's sediments in there and they're all swirling around and it's busy. And you put that glass of water down in front of you on a table. And as you watch, all of the sediments just slowly drift to the bottom of the glass and settle. 